0: Who says he's a pick machine? That story in a moment.
1: Buy or lease a Taos and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business. You can make your deal online at dealvolkswagen.com or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, right in the heart of the Gables. Or give anna and the team a deal a call at 305-448-deel jettas passats tiguan's atlas models and the hottest vehicle in the industry the new taos all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one volkswagen dealership around deal volkswagen when Jameis winston tossed seven pick sixes in 2019 while leading the league in passing yardage and throwing 30 total interceptions his head coach bruce arians wasn't seeing the former heisman trophy winner in his future plans arians was seeing red he was also seeing tom brady's burgeoning discontent in boston lead the quarterback many consider the greatest of all time hitting south to tampa making the often star crossed bucks contenders making winston who is the number one overall pick in the 2015 nfl draft more than expendable Tampa did not re-sign Winston after that season, and surprisingly, despite the desperation many teams constantly experience with starting quarterbacks, Winston had no takers as an immediate starter in the league. You would figure any QB who could toss for over 5,000 yards in a season and chalk up 33 touchdown passes in that same year would have to appeal to some franchise as worthy of a shot. The market was as cold as Arian's stare on the sidelines after Jameis had made a mess of things being a pick machine. And Winston had to settle for a modest one year deal to back up Drew Brees in New Orleans. It appeared to be his best chance at redemption, and it also loomed as another shrewd move by Sean Payton and the Saints organization to see if a year or two behind Brees might help Winston salvage his career while being a potential young starter in waiting for the eventual Brees retirement. Curiously, however, New Orleans signed versatile QB Taysom Hill, is he really a quarterback? To a fat contract, making it look like the team thought its future was in the hands of the somewhat hybrid Hill, and that Winston would have to seek a shot elsewhere. But with Breeze looking like a shot fighter late in the 2020 campaign, Winston and Hill competed for the starting job in preseason, and Jameis eventually got the nod as Brees' successor. So far, he has made the most of it. After battling Seattle this past week, the Saints are off to a 4-2 start punctuated by Winston's huge opening day performance. And while he has had his ups and downs in the ensuing games, has also exhibited a near-professional metamorphosis in terms of approach. buying into Payton's and Breeze's teachings as if they were quarterback Maharishi's, Winston has transformed himself into what seems like a true professional at the position, complete with the right attitude and temperament to finally achieve the kind of success in the league, it seemed to many, he was destined for. While the red flags were flying during both his college and pro career on a personal level including sexual assault allegations groping vulgarity and shoplifting incidents winston now comes off as if he wants to be the next johnny unitis instead of just some johnny come lately it's an interesting turnabout that combined with the saint's ferocious defense could just make his signing one of the brilliant moves in franchise history there's a long way to go in this his first as the saint's starting qb season but If anyone appears to be heading towards erasing the many skeletons of the past, both personally and professionally, it just might be the once beleaguered but obviously talented Jameis Winston. Jeff DeForest for The DeForest Files. Welcome to the show After Hours with Depot and Luby. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby. Lubitz, a couple of cats out of South Florida here on the Believe Podcast Network. And very happy to be with you and uh, happy for the good reports uh, about the podcast so far. Uh, A lot of guys are out of business after one day, Luby. (laughs) At
2: least not us. We're here on a a 10-day contract.
1: (laughs) And uh, hopefully we'll get to sign another one here with the Believe Podcast Network. But thank you so much for finding us, people, and uh, the positive reaction. We've been getting to the shows. A lot of interesting people have joined us, so later on, gentleman named Anthony DeCurtis is going to be part of our uh, podcast program today and after hours as uh, Anthony DeCurtis. Curtis, hey, who the hell is that? I heard Tony <laughs> Curtis. The rock and roll critic. And uh, He's been following the Rolling Stones around, has unprecedented access to the Rolling Stones. They're on tour, and it's very much uh, indicative of uh, Larry Holmes and uh, Jerry Cooney, Jerry Looney Cooney, the <laughs> geezers at Caesars. My favorite moniker ever for uh, any fight. I reference it often, and uh, we're kind of a little bit of a version of that. At least I am uh, here on the Believe Podcast Network. Been around a long time, but uh, followed the stones since they first popped on the scene here and gained popularity in the United States. Great song, right? I can't get no satisfaction. They were talking about sex in a song before that was. It was kind of like gambling, right? It was taboo in sports talk. All right, yeah, you mentioned yep. a point spread here. We're going to have to <laughs> work that out. No one's gambling. No. That's all anybody talks about. If you were gambling on the Braves last night, you were a happy person. Uh, that's for sure. The World Series got underway. And it was interesting. The Braves uh, really tattooed the Houston Astros in the early innings, although it was one of those games, Luby. Did you watch any of this World Series game while you were conducting your trivia competition? Good job there? by
2: you. Yes, I did watch a little at the beginning while it was sort of a game.
1: I mean, the bases loaded, uh, they, and the base is loaded, and they were juiced uh, all throughout the first couple of innings, uh, and the Braves did produce five runs uh, by hitting, uh, what, three home runs in the early innings. And uh, surprisingly, uh, this is interesting, and I, I sort of uh, found this uh, to be, I mean, almost unbelievable, unfathomable, that the Braves were the first team to score in each of the first three innings of game number one of a World Series. Ever? That's never happened before? Ever?
2: Isn't baseball like 150 years old? <laughs> that's you know, I
1: mean, uh, Lincoln was reading the Gettysburg Address <laughs> exactly. when, uh, Major League Baseball first came into existence here so you would have to think that it had happened one time before at least if not a zillion times but the uh, Braves really put it on early uh, against uh, the Houston Astros in Houston last night and, and then a big story was Charlie Morton uh, Charlie Morton uh, gets hit uh, a, a shot through the box I think it took one hop and right off his leg he continued to perform in Kurt Schilling-like fashion. I mean, did this not remind you of the bloody sock yep. once you found out the result of the story? Because we didn't know. He gave no indication that anything was wrong, and then he left the game after two and a third. He was dominating. Uh, this is a guy who broke in with Phil Necro <laughs> into the major leagues. I mean, he'd been around forever. He's 37 years old, still brings it, uh, and a very humble guy. He still brings it at like 97 miles an hour, which it doesn't look like he's throwing a ball that hard. When you see a guy like a Chapman, and you were watching him blow people away with those 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. Didn't it look like he was exerting a lot of energy to do that? This guy just flings it. and Everybody throws in the 90s now in Major League Baseball, so uh, maybe it's hard to pick up the difference in terms of velocity. But uh, surprisingly, still brings it at 97. But his big pitch, uh, Holy Bert Blylevin, is the breaking ball. He's huge with the deuce. And we're seeing Major Leaguers uh, struggle mightily uh, against any kind of curveball, and uh, Morton has been uh, just exceptional for the Braves throughout the postseason and throughout this season. And that's surprising uh, because it was, what, 2017? He was with the Strohs. He was instrumental in them winning that uh, tainted world championship. (laughs) Fastball, Jose. Fastball (laughs) coming. I miss that man. Yeah, like a concert. Stars, Charlie Watts. Yeah, it could have been in the dugout there banging out the signal for the two thousand and seventeen Astros. A lot of people still, Luby, hate the Astros for that. I, I don't know that I harbor that much of a grudge because I think if you went, uh, you know, around, I, I don't know if it's uh, prevalent all over Major League Baseball, but it does seem like uh, we have people cheating in any fashion that they can in professional sports, and I respect that. No, not nothing respect. wrong with a little cheating. A couple of bad calls in a tennis match will really throw your opponent off, off his their game. And was Oh, my right? God. All of a sudden, the guy across the net from you, who's one of your best friends for life, becomes John McEnroe. Answer
2: the <laughs> question. The question.
1: The shilling thing is weird, though. I-, I thought of this right away because Morton ends up leaving the game. We find out later he has a broken fibula. Right? That's crazy. He broke his leg. That's crazy. But he's cracked something down there in the uh, lower part of his leg, which had to make it very prohibitive to be pitching. You, you talk about blood and guts, performers. This was Bob Gibson. What was that, 1964, when he went out there on like a half an hour's rest, just finished up like a complete game in game six, and, and went right out there and pitched another complete game in game seven. Wouldn't give Red Shane Deans the time of day. <laughs> Red came out to get the ball from Gibson, uh, and he gave him a stare, uh, like, like Tony Perkins in one of those horror movies that I used to be in. Just uh, looked at him and uh, scared him half out of his uh, half out of his uniform. But the uh, Shilling thing is weird. The bloody sock came to mind. I don't know. Were you thinking about that at all, where uh, Schilling was out there and supposedly, uh, you know, I-, I think he poured a little bit of uh, food coloring on his sock, <laughs> Kurt Schilling. <laughs> he turned out to be one strange cat. We, we did not know this at the time. But, uh, Louie, you and I had personal experience with Schilling. Did you not find him to be just a little bit left of center, a little bit weird? I and mean, this was before our holidays. Before, all of these- Yeah. Wild proclamations came out. We found out he was a second coming to John Rocker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe John Gruden would be the more modern reference Exactly. Now. I don't know that he hated everybody, but it uh, didn't seem like he was a very uh, likable guy and uh, did seem to have uh, a little bit of an agenda. But with the rest of the world, Kurt Schilling. Uh, and and we met him in Indianapolis on a radio row for a Super Bowl. yes. And he was pushing. Uh, what was it? It was thing? A, a video, video game. Company. It was
2: a video game. Yeah, and he put a ton of money into it. He came in some weird costume and had like a sword. And we're like, "What the it hell's wrong like with him?" <laughs> he, did. he? he
1: did. He did. He did a whole thing. Hey, Blackbeard. Who, who's the guy in the clown outfit there? Uh, it was <laughs> showing Chandler. a pirate outfit <laughs> with, with like a. A sword he was wielding and like weird. Like, what the hell? it turned out i mean uh, you know he may have just stabbed all of his investors in the yep. back uh, didn't he get in a big jackpot financially over, over that exactly the uh, end result was but yeah. i seem to recall some kind of Bernie made off uh, he took a bunch of government money, money
2: and then it, we, no one ever really knew where it went
1: no that's always great <laughs> when the uh, guy's a star <laughs> athlete made hundreds of millions of dollars and yet he makes your money disappear <laughs> But it was very Schilling-esque uh, what Morton was doing yesterday. The Braves bullpen came through uh, and they held the Astros to just a couple of runs the rest of the way. After Morton had to exit after two and a third, and the Braves go up one game to nothing in the World Series while taking Game One on the road. So who's the pressure on tonight? Martin? I love that. That's always the question the sportscasters ask. The
2: team down a game. <laughs> That's a weird question to yes. ask. the losing team basically <laughs>
1: the most uh, monumental portion of the pressure that that would be my assessment uh, in this thing but well, we had a wild incident here in south florida which uh, has uh, implications uh, all the way to the midwest huh the chicago blackhawks thing i mean what were the odds that we would have a connection to this story mike luby lubitz we really no high. we did not know about the sexual abuse <laughs> nah. that was taking place with the blackhawks and this uh, video guy who apparently had sexually assaulted a young player who had just been called up to the Blackhawks roster. This goes back to 2010. Wow. Holy shit! I mean, why not yeah. just take down the statue of Kate Smith in Philadelphia <laughs> while you're at it? Not that these uh, things should be swept under the rug, which uh, apparently they were. H- how did the NHL have no awareness of this until now? It's 11 years later. That's crazy. But uh, what what happened? Stan Bowman, uh, who is the GM of the Chicago Blackhawks, been there a long time. And uh, he had to step down. He had to resign. There is another GM uh, with the uh, Winnipeg Jets, who, who also may find himself in a jackpot. And, and we were trying on our ION Channel show to get Joel Quenville, who, who is uh, a very interesting interview. He's fun. Although He's a lot of Bettman is going to you know, sit him down find out how interesting and transparent he is today. Yeah. Joel Quenville, who struck us as being just a great guy. We, we were looking forward to having him on the show, maybe putting him on our Believe podcast uh, as well after hours. Terrific guy. Uh, We had him on a show uh, a couple of years ago. You thought he was like the regular hockey hard-on, right? Having coached the Blackhawks, real disciplinarian, was brought into the Panther organization to kind of clean up uh, what had been a very soft approach that the team was taking. And he had him on the threshold last year. They unfortunately ran into the uh, Stanley Cup champions, eventual Stanley Cup champions, and now defending Tampa Bay Lightning. But they, they gave him all they could handle. Yep. The Florida Panthers. And they did that while compromised. Uh, Barkoff, one of their best players, they just signed him to a five year extension at uh, about like $50 million, a highly regarded player. Uh, he had come into his own and he was missing in action, kind of uh, injured. And they had lost uh, Ekblad, their fine defenseman. So uh, they were really compromised. They, they still gave the best battle of any of the playoff series did the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Florida Panthers last year, giving indication that instead of selling us the usual false hope that we get here in South Florida, that uh, they were for real. And and this year, off with 6-0 start, we try to get Quentinville on the show, and what happens? Ah, The
2: same (laughs) day. The same day.
1: (laughs) Clockwork Orange. His name was mentioned Uh, among the uh, many people, like a handful of people that were at a meeting, uh, and uh, these are the allegations that they had a meeting, Uh, They knew that this guy, uh, Stan Aldrich, who was a video uh, technician and uh, part of the coaching staff with the Chicago Blackhawks at the time, they were going to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, They were made aware of uh, the incident that happened uh, with the player who uh, is now being referred to as John Doe, so the player was not named. And they held a meeting uh, with Stan Bowman, and Quenville was there. Your name was mentioned. Yes, you were on the list. And they did nothing about this. They went Joe Paterno. Sandusky? No, I don't know anything about any children. Come on, Papa Joe. See, there was an incident in New York uh, or uh, somewhere in the country. I think it was in New York where a woman was being assaulted. And instead of intervening, the people that were riding in the same subway car just got out their cell phones and took video of it, which is where the world is at today. That's disgusting. But uh, in 2010... I mean, could you possibly live with yourself if you allowed this to go on because you didn't want to create any kind of hassle before you went into the Stanley Cup Finals? Inexcusable, you would say, No,
2: not in this day and age. And that's the thing is 2010 isn't 1980. Like, that's not that long ago. We we were aware of these things then, and we cared about these things then. Like, I get it it was officially before Me Too, but Me Too didn't start as caring about harassment. It's just interesting that this air of shh, In front offices has gone on for this long and still goes on today. Like, because the grueling stuff went up to 2018, like that's like yesterday. Like, it's crazy that this stuff still goes on to this moment, even though we've had social media since the early 2000s. You know, there's there's been cameras in our phones since the late 90s, early 2000s. Like these people who tell the kids and the players to be smart are never smart themselves. It's so funny.
1: It's Urban Meyer. Yeah, saying, exactly. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, guns. I don't know anything about that, man. Everybody goes Frankie Pentangeli Come and that on. sort of thing. Anyway, so we're trying to get the guy to be a guest on the show and instead uh, he's going to be getting grilled today, uh, giving testimony to uh, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL and and who knows what the future is on something like that. Uh, you know, a startling development here as uh, we had to uh, cancel our plans I have Joel Quenville on the show because uh, he is now literally uh, facing a verbal firing squad. Which could lead to uh, who knows what. Well, we don't want to speculate because uh, we like Quenville, but uh, that would be, you would have to say, inexcusable to just ignore uh, the uh, allegations that were being put forward and uh, possibly even knowing that they were true and do nothing to stop it because you were concerned, more concerned about the Stanley Cup than you were about the uh, person that was involved, the player that you had called up, a young player who had been sexually abused, apparently, by this uh, Stan Aldrich guy. So uh, big ramifications all over the NHL, and uh, we'll follow that story for you. All right, uh, we're going to talk a little music here. Man, that was inside with the Rolling Stones. Anthony the Curtis, longtime Rolling Stone, the uh, publication Thank writer, you. and it was with the Rolling Stones. And uh, we'll find out what's going on with Mick and the boys, and try to answer the magic question. <laughs> I think this would be the first question anybody would pose to anybody connected with the with the band. How is Keith Richards still alive? <laughs> How is that possible, it's, huh? It's,
2: it's, it's the question. <laughs> it's he didn't everything.
1: even go to a doctor. He had to go to an auto mechanic <laughs> to, to uh, have his bloodstream uh, cleaned out. Incredible, man. They put him up on one of those little jacks and the next thing you know, he's back, back down with five quarts of Hess oil. Uh, but we'll talk to Anthony De Curtis. That's coming up next in just a minute here on the Believe Podcast Network. After Hours with Defoe and Luby, I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz. And we'll be back with Anthony De Curtis talking about Da, 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 the Rolling Stones.
0: Since day one of old school, we've had Catholic Health Services be part of our family. They are recognized as the quintessential rehab facility in the Southeast for strokes, but it goes well beyond strokes because Catholic Health Services is in the community of South Florida to help the community stay healthy. And if they're not healthy, get them healthy and get them back on their feet quicker than they could have ever expected. They do it every single day. It's step and repeat 24-7, Catholic Health Services.
1: Welcome back to After Hours with Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby-Lubitz, Defoe and Luby. Very happy to have you guys with us as we transition into a little... Rock and roll, Hoochie Coo, and a pleasure to welcome this uh, very distinguished uh, rock and roll author and critic, and uh, this is a guy that uh, has been at the very top, the uh, epitome of uh, success when it comes to uh, reviewing music, a Rolling Stone writer for many, many years and many publications out, I've been involved in many great documentaries too. We welcome Anthony DeCurtis to the Believe Podcast Network. Anthony, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us here on the show
3: great man and thank you for that introduction man I, I feel I feel important now that's that's excellent
1: you, you've always been great and uh, we were happy to welcome you in with a couple of chords there from the great Albert Castlia because there's a whole great uh, terrific music scene here in South Florida where we originate from that uh, goes uh, I don't know that it's largely unappreciated but wow what great artists have been coming here to a joint called the Funky Biscuit uh, which we're big fans of and uh, when you're in South Florida. I want to invite you down there. I think you'll you'll really find it fascinating. Now your uh, latest work is about the Rolling Stones. It's the Rolling Stones unzipped, uh, unprecedented access and uh, this is very much uh, like a friend of ours in the sporting genre, John Feinstein. Uh, You have been involved with the Rolling Stones for many many years. Uh, I guess we should start with this. Uh, uh, Is this the geezers at Caesars? uh, This current tour that they're on, Uh, of course they lost Charlie Watts, a beloved drummer and uh, drummers uh, had great respect for Charlie Watts for uh, being the driving force uh, behind that band. Uh, uh, what, what, how would you characterize what, what's going on with the Stones right now? Because uh, people are raving about the fact that Mick still looks like he, he's in his late 20s in terms of his ability to do all those gesticulations and gyrations on the stage. He's still hopping around like a young gymnast. And, uh, you know, the other magic question is how is Keith Richards still alive? I, I guess that's where we should start. I mean, do you have any theories on that? He had an oil change. What about 12 years ago?
3: You know, the, um, the stones are having a great time. I mean, I saw the show in Pittsburgh and I was just blown away. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Steve Jordan, who replaced Charlie Watts is a great drummer, but you know, you're still wondering, you know, what is this going to be like? And, They're Fleming, man. And um, like you said, you know, Jagger is just otherworldly. I mean, I don't know how he's doing it, but, uh, you know, uh, and Keith. (laughs) Keith is as live as ever. Um, But they're having a good time. I mean, I really think, um, you know, I I mean, I want to say this the right way, but I think the death of Charlie Watts, You know, I mean, when you come face to face with mortality and, you know, those guys are obviously thinking about it, you know, they're not that much younger than he was. And um, I think they're feeling like we're doing what we do. Like we love what we do and we're doing it. Like, what is the point of not having a great time? And so they're on stage and I haven't seen them this loose in a long time. I mean, they're just having fun. And the show that I saw was incredible and I've, Try to keep up, you know, with uh, you know, on YouTube and wherever to see, you know, bits from the other places that they play, and it really seems like they're getting better, you know. So, um, anybody's in a position to, you know, somewhere close to check them out. I'd suggest checking them out.
1: Talk with uh, Anthony uh, De Curtis, and of course, a longtime uh, rock and roll writer, and has the book out, *The Rolling Stones Unzipped* what's at the essence the dynamic that has made this band tick Uh, i watched a couple of documentaries recently and uh, i think you know they they had very humble intentions when they started out they just wanted to introduce american blues music to their audiences at small clubs in england and obviously uh, they've gone well beyond that and then a great documentary on uh, keith richard as uh under the influence uh, just reveal this guy, maybe to be the coolest guy that ever walked the face of the earth. I mean, he just always seems to be having a good time and a deep rooted appreciation for not only music, but life itself and people.
3: Yeah. I mean, Keith is a real person, man. I mean, that is the one thing. I mean, obviously it's very easy to parody him and, you know, he's got that kind of pirate voice and, you know, we all know what shenanigans he's been up to over the years. But the fact is, that Keith is both a real musician and a real person. You know, there's a great line in Rolling Stone's world, which is Mick finds them, Keith keeps them. And it's like, you know, Jagger's always looking for the newest thing to bring in and in whatever role in their world. But Keith connects with people and he keeps them around, you know? And uh, I think that sort of speaks a lot about the the energy between those people, both as, as human beings and as musicians, you know? Jagger likes the new stuff. Keith is very much a traditionalist. And that push and pull is part of what makes the stones really happen.
1: Talk with uh, Anthony DeCurtis. I know you have to run, but I I wanted to ask you about uh, one of your other works. Uh, uh, How weird is Lou Reed? I mean, (laughs) is he as strange as his music?
0: (laughs)
3: well he's dead right now so <laughs> yeah well
1: that makes him uh you know <laughs> easy to understand uh, right uh, just visit the gravesite say nice work out there luke
3: you know lou reed was lou reed yeah he could easily become that character you know he always was pretty nice to me i have to say but um you know i've seen him transform into the lou reed you know caustic nasty person and uh It's not fun to be around, but, you know, he's a great musician. There's a very interesting Velvet Underground documentary that's out there now for people who might want to see that. Um, So, you know, yeah, Lou is a character for sure.
1: And Anthony, I know you have uh, a lot of things going today. The Rolling Stones unzipped. How can people uh, find this piece of work, which uh, there's always a great fascination with the Stones, and and you've gone into more detail, I think, than than anybody previously has been able to uh, uncover.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, the book is beautifully done. You know, all bookstores should be able to either have it or be able to get it. And then obviously there's the online sites like Amazon and elsewhere where you can order it.
1: All right, sounds good. Thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Uh, hope to talk to you again real soon. Uh, Anthony DeCurtis. Thanks. And the uh, book is The Rolling Stones right. Unzip. Thanks for being with us on After Hours with Tifo and Luby. My pleasure. All right, very good. Fortunately, that was one of those deals, though, Luby, where there was a limited amount of time with this guy, and they got to us late, and it seems like we really left that interview short. I I, I feel uh, a little bit, you know how people are always looking for closure?
2: (laughs) You feel you want to go to therapy? You didn't get to close it out? (laughs) like
1: two questions in there. What was that? You could hear in the background. uh, You could feel the pressure. (laughs) Like stress out. Coming from some PR guy going, wait, we got to do it with some station in Chicago. That's my favorite. They're like, That's, you have seven uh, little minutes, little
2: and then they get it to you two minutes late. It's like, so five minutes? How does anyone do, like, some of these shows do four-minute interviews. Like, I don't know how they do it. We don't even say our name in four minutes.
1: Yes, it takes me, like, 12 minutes to uh, get into the concept here. All right, uh, but, uh, you know, we can do what we want. Believe Podcast Network. Uh, sorry about the brevity of that interview. I'm sure the book is uh, a real beauty. That, that Netflix thing on Keith is fantastic, by the way, if you want to catch that, if you're a music fan. And you really do get the impression that this guy uh, just absolutely loves life. Uh, amazing, though. I mean, it has to be some kind of. Uh, when they do the autopsy on uh, Keith Richards, is there uh, any chance Keith Richards? Rather, uh, is there any chance that they make a scientific discovery that uh, preserve? <laughs> and save us all. People's lives forever.
2: It's like sharks; they just take his
1: blood and pump it into the world. You had more blood transfusions than the English patient, This guy. <laughs> Love they it. had to empty him out and put in like three quarts of oil. There was like Penn's oil in this guy's boxes. <laughs> and he's having kids, and he's got like a twenty-year-old girlfriend uh, that he's pleasing. I mean, just an incredible, incredible accomplishment by Keith Richards, who uh, you know is respected. I-, I wasn't a big Charlie Watts fan. I, I thought uh, he wasn't the greatest drummer in the world, but a, a lot of people I know that are great drummers uh, that-, that I'm familiar with today, from following all these bands here, uh, they all say that uh, Charlie was really one of the driving forces there behind the Rolling Stones. So, uh, interesting, they're out there on tour, and uh, as uh, Anthony referenced, they're having a good time. All the reviews are extremely favorable, Luby, on the Rolling yeah, Stones Yeah, they still Store. do a whole
2: show, man. A lot of these people will get older and they tape it down. No, these guys keep doing the same thing they've not done like for Not like you're going to
1: years. see Herman's Hermits or something. Nope. Yeah. Where they had one hit, also. Uh, they're playing uh, in South Florida. Yeah, but the, the tickets rock, are ridiculous. The Mustang wanted to go, but I- I'm not paying three sticks to see the Rolling Stones. I'm three sorry. sticks?
2: In the upper deck, it's like five, six hundred. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's insane. I went to see Clapton, but I didn't pay for the ticket. Well, if it's on man. somebody else's dime, I'm going. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> but I,
1: I'm not paying six hundred dollars a pop to go see a band. I I don't care how. If the Beatles came back from the grave, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Right. That's from death. They brought back uh, Harrison and Lennon. All right, that I would probably go and pay and see. (laughs) But the only chance you have of that uh, happening uh, right (laughs) now, you would have to pay like six, seven hundred to go see a seance or participate in one. Hey, how you doing there, John? (laughs) All right, uh, that's uh, our uh, after hours for today. A lot of fun, a little sports, a little music uh, mixed in. That's the way we like to do it. For uh, Mike Luby-Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest. You say this thing is gaining traction here? How's yeah. Braun? How's his team? They, they our like our, our
2: people at uh, Believe are very happy, and our listeners have found us, and uh, I guess a lot of new people have found us on Believe. So uh, check us out each and every day. If you like what you're doing here, we do a lot more. Monday through Friday, live, 7 to 9, I, on channel, E-Y-E, on channel, one word, dot com, slash, the, dash, defo, dash, show, and you can always listen to it. Defoe and Luby, L-U-B-I-E dot com slash live.
1: All right. Uh, and uh, wow, that, that was great. That in-depth interview was part of the package. <laughs> we, here, we do like half an hour interviews. So questions. Used to out talk? the door. <laughs> All right. We're out the door. Rob. We'll see you again tomorrow here on the Believe Podcast Network after hours with Defo and Luby.
2: The fall classic is here. More after this realize it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa. Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side?
0: State of Florida versus Casey Marie-Anthony. We the jury find the defendant not guilty. The law, my boy, puts us into every. It's the ultimate backstage pass. Four person, charging the defendant Aaron Hernandez. What say you, Madam Four
3: Person? Guilty. Just the facts, ma'am.
2: We the jury find the defendant Orenthal James Simpson not guilty.
3: You want answers?
2: I think I'm entitled. You want
1: answers? I want
2: the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, all them the truth, and nothing but the truth? me! What have I got to lose? Don't
3: believe a word he says, Your Honor. He's crazy.
2: The World Series is upon us. Did you know? Yeah, me neither. Strange, but what was once America's pastime, it was more like NASCAR these days. Yes, we know baseball exists. But do the majority of us actually have a clue what's going on in the sport? That not so long ago, reigned supreme in these United States? I grew up on baseball. It was the first sport I played and watched with fervor. Being in South Florida, we had tons of spring training clubs all over the area. We religiously watched spring training action every single year. Now I struggle to tell you who started on the mound in game one of the fall classic. Yes, the Braves and Astros are there, two playoff-tested clubs. But after their supreme stars, focus. What's happened to baseball? Well, first, most of it is on us. Our world moves so fast, where we are constantly moving from phones to screen, to car, to train, all while still on our phone that a slow-moving procedural sport, like baseball, gets lost in the shuffle. Also, the sport hasn't done itself any favors by not embracing its personalities and totally losing itself in the pursuit of the long ball. Is baseball dead? Probably not, but has it gone away from mattering in this country 100%? Our children overall don't care at all about the diamond. And that is sad because baseball is a wonderful game. However, it needs those in charge to embrace the fun. We've seen some of it with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Ronald Acuna Jr. being pushed to the forefront. I hope more of this happens. Ruby's law for it today is, the World Series was once a stop and sit moment. Today, it's a look up and check the score reality. I hope baseball finds a way back into our consciousness because it is in the fabric of our nation. But sooner than later, without major changes, it will go by way of boxing. Still, there, but eh, not worth my time. But sooner or later, it'll go sooner than later, without major changes, it will go by way of boxing. Still there, but eh, not worth my time. This is Luby's Law.
0: Hey folks, Tony Segreto here. What if I told you you could go to a great restaurant, feel completely safe because their COVID protocol is unmatched, have an amazing meal, have a great time. When the bill comes, you won't get sticker shock. You're going to say, that's too good to be true. No, it's not because I'm talking about Texas Roadhouse. Great family atmosphere, great atmosphere for a couple, great atmosphere if you just want to go by yourself and watch a game and have the coldest beer in town. And while you're doing that, have the best bread in town. All at Texas Roadhouse. Everything you get there is fresh every day and made sure it's served at your table, hot and ready to go. And the best part is you don't get sticker shock because the prices are amazing. Texas Roadhouse. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile